Hi, welcome to True Direction. And um, I'm your host, Jean Church, and it's been a minute since I recorded a podcast. Uh, just a reminder, this is a place where we talk about all the ways to navigate your divorce, the business of it, and the healing through it. And you can find me on Instagram at Jai Soma and also at embodiedsouljourney.com. Uh, and Jai is at J-A-I-S-O-M-A. And yes, things are evolving as always in the known and unknown ways. <laughs> so um, the podcast today um, is inspired by story and perspective. So today is the story and perspective of your relationships, marriage, and separation. So, so much has happened in the world and in the microcosm of my life and yours, I am certain of it, in the last year. And sometimes my experience is that we're all riding a giant wave together, but our stories are still very unique. So today I'm inspired to follow some thoughts about the story and perspective of your relationship to yourself and to others during separation. In divorce mediation, I end up working with some people who hold on to the connection with their former spouse or soon to be former spouse, whether that's purely emotional habit pattern or for basic and real financial survival. I'm also working with the spouse who does not want to give anymore or support anymore. And it can be like they're pulling the rug out from under the other or you, their spouse. And that is definitely, you could hear it right there, that polarity, two stories in, the, in that description. It's the story of holding on and the story of running away or escaping. And both stories hurt like hell, they hurt and will challenge your entire mind, body, soul system as you go through it. So no matter which story is yours, they both hurt. So you each have a story. You also had a story together for as long as you were together. So none of the stories are wrong. Neither of the stories are wrong or better than the other. Mm, yeah, I know that's a hard one to swallow. That's a, that's a tough one because the, um, the predictable way to go with that is that your story is the better story or your story is the right story. So as this is, um, a little bit, you know, podcast on uh, perspective, I am asking you during this brief, you know, podcast to consider, um, letting go of your story as the better or right story and begin to be more of an observer and to see the whole big picture. Okay. That's just an invitation. So not to be so much um, in your position or your pole, hugging your pole of this polarity, right? <laughs> so um, it's an opportunity to look at the stories, your story, their story, both stories, from an observer perspective, um, a more calm perspective, and perhaps a more neutral perspective. 
I tell you, I understand this is much easier for me to do as a mediator, as a neutral, uh, and I have been in your place more than once. So um, here's the thing. If you're trying to prove or figure out who's more to blame or how to get everything you can from each other, chances are you're both still stuck in a victim cycle or you're right in the middle of a, a victim cycle and you're victims of each other. Right. So again, I ask you to um, hold the victim part a little looser and become more of the observer. Okay. And one of you um, counted on the other as the main income earner. So back to the stories. And the other played the role to the fullest. Right. So you might even be able to say that you had a kind of partnership with raising the children or just, you know, going through life together and sustaining a particular quality of life. The complexity can increase as time increases. Each of you may have been playing your role for five years, 10 years, 30 years. And over time, it has become who you are. You identify with the role or as the role of mother, father, wife, husband, stay-at-home caregiver, income earner, whatever else, whatever other role you may have been playing, even though who you are is so much more vast. And that is not to, um, um, to you know, invalidate those particular roles in life. Those are extraordinary roles to be playing in life. And if you would consider in separation, you're being asked, you're being offered, you're being given a message of you're so much more vast than that. And that vastness, that big gaping opening that shows up when separation is placed at your feet, it can be the most frightening experience to step away from that particular role that has up to this point given your life meaning. So the next question that comes up, at least for me, is if you've given your whole self to that role and that life with that person and with your family, which is all um, basic goodness. So, um, so this is, this is not, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Not at all. All right. So I want to take that little nugget and take that out of your brain right now. <laughs> lobotomize the should. <laughs> so when the question is though, and the inquiry can be, when did you abandon your sovereignty and make your story about someone else? So I'm going to ask that again. When did you abandon your sovereignty and make your story about someone else? So the next question is, could you consider that your royal stature in life, that sovereignty, is as the ruler of your life? Okay, I'll ask that one again as well. Could you consider that your royal stature in life is as the ruler of your life? Not someone else's and not for someone else to rule over you, 
I'll say that again too. It's not someone else's, right? And not for someone else to rule over you. So in other words, it's not for you to rule over someone else and it's not for someone else to rule over you. Okay. In my theory and experience, tells me that this is where the story gets gray and murky. And this is where many couples lose affinity for each other. Because you're each relying on the other person's story to be about you. (laughs) Hang out with that for a second. You're each relying on the other person's story to be about you. Okay. I hear time and time again, I gave you everything my whole life and you're doing this to me. I said some version of that along the way in my, in my last divorce several years ago, many years ago. And that is a big one. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if you give your life to someone else, right? Like I gave you everything. If you give your life to someone else, that's you giving your life to someone. Whether they are grateful and reciprocating with the same vigor as you or greedy and aloof, expecting you to keep doing it. There's a lot of, um, There is so much complexity in there and so much psychology in there. We're not going to unpack all of that because that also may include, you know, your developmental history and your attachment style and, um, yeah, so how you're relating to yourself and others. So there's object relations in there too. So there's a lot in there. So I'm, you may experience like, instead of giving yourself right away to someone else which i know that's that's typically what people think marriage might be or is or is right but in this case consider that you've lost some sense of self and you are the only one who can get that back or perhaps feel into it for the first time in your life so um, you know, I just kind of, my brain just made this association with, um, you know, the cliche of, um, I have to go find myself, right? That's why I'm, that's why I'm leaving. That's why I'm leaving you. I need to find myself. <laughs> well, you know, there's some truth in that, isn't it? There is some truth in that. But what if you could at least stick around for, a little bit more for the unwinding and the and the ending uh, of relationship or marriage enough to really look at why are you having to go and look for yourself? What happened? Right? So so there is that opportunity as well. So as enraging as hearing that kind of statement from um, from your your spouse or your soon to be former spouse, there's there can be a lot of truth to it it's just um the person saying it only has the idea or the sense that they've lost themselves 
And so I would, I would say again, stay with the conversation and the unwinding and the ending of that. And listen, that's excruciating to hear. And this is um, a really painful process to go to, to go through. Um, so, so here, let me get back on track because that was really, you know, that was just really a side note. Um, and I think a worthy one. So if you're trying or you've been trying to get your power from someone else, chances are that, you know, that conversation may be even familiar to you. So when, if you've lost your sense of self, the conversation being, you know, I gave you everything my whole life and you do this to me, right? And now I've lost myself. Rug pulled out from under me. So all those cliches, right? So that may be an opportunity to look and see is where are you looking for your own power? Where are you seeking that? Where are you getting that? Where are you pulling it from? Is it coming all from within you? Or are you trying to get it from your spouse? And this can be a, something that happens, this phenomenon that can happen over time. So of course, it's not maybe showing up in the beginning of relationship, but certainly over time, start to look and see if you notice that. So the thing is also that you can wake up and work on this, trying to find out who you are, gain your sense of self, get centered in yourself again. You can work on this inside your marriage or relationship. And also, you know, make a note here that this takes two or more, depending on what your preferences are and what your, you know, the model of your relationship is. But, you know, you can work on it inside your marriage. And then there's also the idea that if both parties, right, I, call, I say parties, that's the mediator in me, but if both people um, aren't interested in engaging in that kind of work, in looking at the relationship and looking at individual inside of relationship, sovereignty inside of relationship, you know, consider that if you start doing that work on your own and you stop trying to get power from someone else or from your spouse and you start learning how to locate that power inside of yourself, right? It's not somewhere out there and you're not trying to hide from your own power or it's not hidden from you. Your separation may not be as painful and your experience of relationship and marriage may not be as suffering or painful, <laughs> right? So it doesn't mean that you have to leave. So there's two things here, two ways, two paths. It, it could mean that you stay and you have a different perspective and experience of yourself and relationship and marriage. And it could also mean that you leave. So it just, you know, you have choices and there may be other choices, right? There may be other ways and other options. There always are. Little thing to note here as well is if you choose the path of getting to know yourself, actually getting to know yourself, whether you stay or you go, or whether that person has stayed or gone, you may experience the challenge of truly owning your own thoughts, your feelings, 
in your embodied experience of life. Okay, so when you stop giving so much attention to the external forces and energies and you start giving that attention to your relationship, to yourself, the perspective of life can change. Right? It may even contribute to repairing relationship, right? Whether again, whether you're staying in it or you're, you know, leaving. Right? But it could, it could contribute to repair there and to your own healing and perhaps the other person's healing. You might be able, you might even find yourself looking around and saying, hey, now I can, I can actually engage and play with them um, or him or her or they. You know, I might um, also see that I'm so connected to who I am. So you might be so connected to who you are that you can choose and create your life from this place of self-connection and support and love and trust and commitment. And I want to, I really want to highlight this. And I, I hope you listened long enough to this podcast to get this part. There is no shame in seeking power outside of yourself, right? This is not, don't do that. Like kind of a smack on the hand. Don't do that. There's no shame in doing that. In fact, in many ways, we've all been to some degree socially programmed to do exactly that. Um, whether it be in our family of origin or um, in our school settings um, or um, beyond, right? We've, we've experienced or received some kind of training. Our brain has been trained to seek, seek relationship outside of ourselves as form of validation. And listen, that's not everyone, but for the audience listening here and um looking for ways through this, it's possible that that's what's been happening. So again, this is not another opportunity to shame parts of yourself into shadow, back into shadow. This is an opportunity to stop looking externally for answers, right? So shifting your perspective from the outside in to the inside out. And you're hearing that all over the place right now. So whoever wants to pick that up, pick it up and run with it. Right? So bringing your attention inward in a loving, nurturing way, right? Shining the light. (sighs) So what ends up happening in separation is that story shatter into many pieces. And when you start putting the pieces back together, Stop and take some time to consciously choose looking inward, finding new perspective and new story, right? As a divorce mediator and a somatic counselor, I say, make this separation count, (laughs) whichever direction it brings you. As always, I honor your journey and I know that you can radically heal through your divorce. Take care.